Clay, when you look at the last four games of the season, what do you want to see when they come back from the bye? What what differently than what we've seen so far do you want to see? Hi, you're now listening to the Bare Minimum Podcast with Clay Harbor and Marshall Harris. Over the middle to Harbor, touchdown! We're going to be talking all things Bears all the time. You'll have interviews and commentary from your favorite players and beat writers from the city of Chicago. If you love the Chicago Bears and you love the NFL, you're in the right place. And this podcast is sponsored by Joy District Chicago. Come experience the three floors of Joy District. The first floor, Parlay at Joy, the ultra-modern sports bar. The second floor, the Club at Joy, the hottest dance club in the city. And the third floor, the Roof at Joy, a rooftop bar with great views of Chicago. Joy District is open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m., Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 a.m., and Sunday from 2 p.m. to 12 p.m. We will see you at Joy District. Another game, another chance for the Bears to show that they can win at the end of the game with the quarterback of the future, Justin Fields, except, well, now he's 0 for 7 in those late and close situations. Chances to lead a game-tying or game-winning drive in his uh, short abbreviated NFL career. Hello and welcome into the Bare Minimum Podcast. Marshall Harris, along with former NFL tight end Clay Harbor. And Clay, what did I tell you about Justin Fields when you asked me last week if he was the quarterback of the future? I want you to remember exactly what I told you and tell me if I still have the same stance that I had this time last week. Okay, you said that he needs to be able to win games with his arm at the end of the game. And that's what you need to see from him before you can go ahead and say that he is the quarterback of the future. And what happened against his last opponent, the Green Bay Packers, a team that he said all he cares about is getting a Super Bowl and beating the Packers. That's, he, that's all he cares about. That's what he said in the offseason. What happened against the Packers? I don't want to make excuses, but yeah, you're right. He had an opportunity to go, go in the game, but once again... I'm not trying to point fingers, but, I mean, you heard it on the broadcast. If you watched the broadcast, you might have been at the game because, obviously, you cover the Bears. But I watched the route. Equinemia St. Brown, maybe that should be an incompletion. But he can't get stuck in the ground like he's running in cement. You're running on grass, bro. You're not running on cement. He drops his shoulders. He rises up, drops his shoulder, just runs an awful route. Everything you learn in the route running tree. Justin Fields says, hey, I'm going to trust my receiver. I'm going to get the ball out and on time, anticipate the break, anticipate my guy, my receiver, coming out of the break and beating that defensive back to the ball. What does Equinemia St. Brown do? He gets stuck. He gets stuck. We call that getting stuck in NFL terms. He got stuck here. He's running in cement. He couldn't get out of his break, and the ball is intercepted. And obviously the second, the second interception – that was not good. That Justin Fields was late. I think Chase Claypool can come back to the ball there, but that was late. That was a very poor throw. The game, um, I think, was already in hand. They're already down 10 points. But you're, you're overlooking the first three quarters. I think this was Justin Fields' best passing game ever, and I know you're talking about winning the games with your arm, but I think this was Justin Fields' best passing game of his career. He showed he was, I think he was at one point, he was like 19 of 23 for 225 yards before those two interceptions. The end of the game, that's a heck of a game. I mean, the guy, the guy was efficient. 
he was shown what he can do. He he, he completed some deep passes. The, the pass to, to Equinemi St. Brown that he did catch. The pass to Enkil Harry. Uh, Cole Komet was showing up all day. I honestly was thought this was a good game throwing the ball for Justin Fields. Didn't get it done in the end, but overall I'm encouraged by Justin Fields throwing the ball. It's improvement. It's not a huge leap, but I think it steps forward, you know? You know what? I'm actually agreeing with you full full, full bore, Clay. Uh, it was his best, best passing game, regardless of the two interceptions at the end. Um, it's interesting because people will be like, oh, he threw those two picks. But I don't think Equinemius St. Brown did everything he could to, to, to either catch the ball or, or knock bat the ball down. down. Whatever you got to do to break up the pass. Knock that down. And I, I think, what would you say? Should knock it down. You okay, so like down. this yeah. is where. So so knowing that, I love Fields' growth. I love his development. He's a developing passer. We'll see what he does in the last four games of the week. Here's my issue, and, and I want to know if this is an issue for you. The Bears got the ball down the field against the Packers' defense. They were unable to get into the end zone as many times as they probably should have. How much of that is on Luke Getzey and his play calling? I didn't think Luke Getzey had a great game. Um, I thought, I thought he could he could have done a lot of things better. And there's a couple of plays in the game, like the screen to Chase Claypool, um, third and five down the stretch. I think he, he called a pretty good game until the fourth quarter, and I was, I'm just questioning some of these calls. And I, I think part of it has to do with he didn't want to run fields because some of these third downs and could have went for it on fourth, but he knows he doesn't want fields to get hit right now. So I'm going to try to give him the pass. And say, hey, like he had better plays. Like, why not run his own read here instead of a straight zone? Like that, you you have one of the best in the history of the game zone read quarterbacks ever. Like, who's better than Justin Fields at running a zone read and third down? Give him the opportunity to run the ball. But so he he scaled back the the quarterback runs, the zone reads. So I think he was a little bit thrown off. And if you implement that back in the offense, I think that gets he will get better and will have more plays better plays for the third and short situations and we'll get better there. But overall, I think it was a down game for Getsy. I'm still high on him. I still think he can be this guy. I want to see him back next year. I'm not starting the, the fire Getsy chant. Fire Getsy, fire get. No, I've, I've already heard people saying that. I think he's, he's a good coach and he knows what he's doing. But uh, it was unfortunate. I know he wanted this game against his former team, former defense, and he couldn't get it. I think it's interesting you talk about Getsy and, you know, maybe not running some of the design run stuff because they were trying to protect Justin Fields. I think it was very telling early on in that game on the, the first drive where they get the field goal, where he got the first down and he took that hard slide forward. Yeah. Like, oh no, y'all ain't going to hit me today. That was kind of setting the tone that he was not going to put himself at risk, which I think is very smart. And he talked about it after the game. He said, Oh no, I, I'm not, I'm not taking a hit. He's like, basically, unless I think I can run for a touchdown, I'm getting down as quickly as possible. Um, yeah, and I, I think I think that's great, uh, and I think it may have affected Luke Getzey's play calling overall that they wanted to protect their quarterback. So I'm giving him a little bit of grace. We'll see what happens over the next four games. I mean, bottom line is they ha they have three wins. They they have a chance here if they don't get another win to have the second worst record in Bears history. <laughs> yeah. I want you to really think about that from a winning percentage standpoint. They can go three and fourteen, get the second overall pick, and I don't think anybody would be happy with three and fourteen because. You feel like you've got the quarterback, but he hasn't come up with the the win that you need. Clay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the defense did 
what was necessary to put the Bears in a position to win this game. I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't even get to 200 yards passing. He had a broken thumb. The problem was he still had all day to do whatever he wanted because, as I told you before, there is nothing coming from the front seven. Even when they sent a blitzer, nobody got to the quarterback. It was laughable. I mean, to me, that just seals the fact that the Bears need, their biggest need, hear people saying left tackle, wide receiver, the Bears' biggest need is an edge rusher. Or I, I could see the argument for an interior defender that could, that could maybe get some pass rush on the interior side of the line, but overall they need an edge rusher. you got Aaron Rodgers back here just relaxing, smoking a cigarette, just taking his time. He's looking in the stands, waving at his, his girlfriend, and, and then throws a ball to Christian Watson for, for 15 yards. I mean, this is crazy. That you got to get some pass rush there. Muhammad hasn't got it done. Travis Gibson, I forgot, is he even playing still? Uh, Dominique Robinson? Like, I mean, come on, man. These guys are just struggling. Armand Watts had a, made a couple plays from the inside. But, but overall, the Bears need pass rush. Pass rush is huge. It's a great equalizer. You got, you're playing against Aaron Rodgers. you got to get some pressure on this guy. Jaquan Brisker's out. Kyler Gordon's out. Kendall Vildor is out. And Eddie Jackson is out. Through three quarters, the Bears had only given up 10 points. This shouldn't have been close. Like the, they did a good job in the backfield without getting any pressure. These guys played well. I was impressed with these young DBs. And they they did their job. They played well. Obviously, in the end of the game, you got the sweep to Christian Watson on a big run for a touchdown. You got a couple, you got the pass interference, you know, that was maybe questionable on Christian Watson again. Alan, Alan Lazard made some plays, but overall I thought they did a good job, but there is no pass rush. It's non-existence. That is the Bears' biggest need, in my opinion, in the draft. you got to get a pass rusher. So the big, the big thing is I, I was surprised at just how well the secondary played, all things given, as you just mentioned. I mean, the Bears had the double-digit lead, and they just could not hang on. You, you had the sense, though, that like, okay – the secondary's holding up, but if they don't get to Aaron Rodgers, eventually the bend don't break. They're going to break, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So none of that really surprised me. Um, it just comes down to the fact that at the end of the game, the Bears had a couple of opportunities to, to, to do their thing, and they, they could not. Um, and it, it leads me to this, Clay. When you look at the last four games of the season, what do you want to see when they come back from the bye? What, what differently than what we've seen so far do you want to see? At this point, man, I mean, I mean, it's over the season. Obviously, I I want to see them be successful on offense and keep moving the ball. See Fields keep progressing. This is what Fields said. He said about yesterday. He said it was one of his games, best games passing wise. So I mean, of course, the stats aren't going to show that, but I felt really comfortable in the pocket and really comfortable in the passing game. I want to see him keep doing that. We know what he can do running the ball. Keep progressing this guy passing the ball. You get these four games left. Keep progressing passing the ball. When you come back next year, this team isn't, isn't a three-win team. They're better than that. And you, you give them the second-round pick, you saw the games they've lost. They're close. They're winning the game up until the fourth quarter, you know? They've given up 16 points in three quarters. Still, went, Like, this team isn't as bad as their record indicates. So I think you give them this high draft pick, get a good couple good players in the draft. Honest, obviously, you only get the first-round pick because the second-round pick's gone. Um, no, they still have a second-round pick. What, they the, still the, have their the, own the second-round pick. 
I'm saying that they don't get their first, their second round pick, which would be the 33. And obviously, you'll, you'll, it'll help with the rest of the draft, but you're not getting the full benefit of people saying, you know, like, lose out, lose out. You're getting that first round pick, and then you're not picking again until round three. So the only thing that's helping you is maybe the five to ten slots, which is big in that first round. Maybe you can trade back and get a bigger, you know, a bigger haul for the draft. But overall, it's not going to help as much as you think. But I think this team is better than a three-win team. Improve, keep improving Justin Fields, keep him healthy, get some chemistry with Chase Claypool. He completed a couple passes. Obviously, Chase Claypool had the big fumble that we can't have. But improve, keep keep getting that chemistry with Cole Kmet. He's going to be here. Chase Claypool is going to be here. Keep improving this offensive line. Once again, had a good game, solid game. How many sacks? How many times has Justin Fields hit? People are going to keep saying, oh, the Bears' offensive line, the offensive line, the offensive What did the offensive line do so terrible this week? N- nothing. Obviously, they could have run the ball better, but Montgomery averaged 4.4 yards to carry. Fields had 71 yards. They did a good job again. Fields wasn't getting hit. So keep doing that, improving with the O-line, improving with Fields. And to me, that's what the rest of this season's about. And honestly, wins and losses at this point doesn't matter. And you got the Eagles and the Bills coming up, so I don't think they're going to get them anyways. I was at the Eagles game yesterday, and they're looking good. They did look good against the Titans. I'll say this. You're never going to win a game. I'm sorry. You're rarely going to win a game when you lose the turnover battle 3 nothing, And they lost the turnover battle 3 nothing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised – by the end result, just based on that stat alone. Yeah. I agree with you. This is all about Justin Fields' development. Let that man cook. Give him the utensils and just let him cook. Let him <laughs> freestyle in the kitchen. Let him pass. Let him run. I almost like the fact that he's a little less uh, likely to run because now he's going to be more of a quarterback quarterback, throwing the football down the field, finding his guys, as you said, build some uh, – build some uh, – some rapport with these guys like Cole Komet, Chase Claypool, who you know will be back next season. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with all of it. And like you said, it's the Bills, it's the Eagles, um, it's the Vikings, it's the Lions. A, li- a resurgent Lions team, by the way. Yeah. So things not looking great because the Lions are probably going to be playing to win like that last game of the season uh, as well. So, yeah, man, I, I think I think we're good on, on, on what we need from the Bears. Uh, it's It's disappointing. Yes. If you're big into the draft picks thing, yeah, okay, you're probably going to have the number two pick. Um, I, I want to back up what you said about the games being close. First of all, I will say this. Clay, your record is what your record says you are. If you, if, if, listen, <laughs> they're 3-10, they're and 10, bruh. And yes, in seven of those games, they were not blowouts. Like if you take out the Packers game, if you take the first one, if you take out uh, the Dallas game, and you take out the Jets games, those are the only three games that they didn't have a chance to win in the last five minutes of the game. What that means is seven times they had a chance to do something late and did not. So we'll see if that changes over the last four games. That's the biggest thing I'm looking at. What are you doing in late and close situations? And maybe they'll get another Patriots-style win, but maybe they won't, and we'll see what happens. I got to ask you, Clay, because I know you're in New York, and um, you know you went – to Philly to watch the the Eagles game, but you you were out on the town while you were there. Not not in um not in Philly. I was there working, man. I I had to do some uh some appearances and stuff. As a former Eagle, out there, um you know I, I do some work with the. No, 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 no. But I'm talking about your time in New York. You're out <clears throat> oh, in yeah. town a little bit. 
Well, I went out on uh, I went out on Saturday night, man, and it, New York's tough. It's a tough city to date in and be single. So I went out with the guys, couple of my old, uh, couple of my old uh, bachelor friends. You know, I was on the Bachelor franchise, and we had some beers. But New York gets expensive, man. The whole dating life here in New York, you know, people, it's always the grass is always greener. If you're married, all I got to say is be thankful you're married. It's tough out there, man. It's you're you're going out. You're, if you're going out in the city, you're spending. I mean, a beer is going to cost you ten. You want to buy a girl? Me and Marshall were having this conversation. Should you buy a girl a drink, or do you just have conversation, hope it goes? Is there? A, it should men buy women drinks? Is that still a thing? Is it? I mean, I don't know. You know, I was telling Marshall it gets expensive. Maybe you go and you buy someone a drink. He's like, you shouldn't buy girls drinks. I go, really? I thought that was like you start talking like, hey, can I buy you a drink? It's like a nice gesture. Marshall says, don't buy the girls. I mean, drink. it's a song. Can I buy you a drink? Yeah. So what do but, you think? But, you think you don't think? What is the, okay, tell me, tell me when you buy the drink. Why are you buying the drink? What is the what is the what is the purpose? That's a good question. It's just I don't know. It's just something that guys do. I think they want to feel like they're a nice guy. Like hey, like it's a gentlemanly thing to do. You're talking. It's like hey, do you need a drink? I don't know. How I never get drinks bought for me. Like where's how come that doesn't happen? Yeah, I but do you, have, people's, like, do you have bartenders like that hook you up with drinks? Because I think that's the that's the cheat code right there. In Chicago, but not in New York. And not in New York. In Chicago, you gotta yeah, work on that, bro. If you're gonna be out, you gotta work on that. Let me tell you something, man. When I lived in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I used to be out a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean eight days a week. Um, and back then, I just had, like, my bartenders who always took care of me. And I always took care of them as well. But, like, yeah. you know, I, and I, I'm not even a big drinker. But, like, it, if I bought other people drinks, I put it on my tab and we'd set up in the night. The tab never ended up being what it was supposed to be by retail standards, we'll say. Yeah, um, I think if you have your bartenders, you're you're good to go and you're set. But if you don't, yeah, that's, that's a whole. But if you don't, story. yeah, it's gonna get real expensive real quick, and inflation is a thing. So I can only imagine how the prices have gone up since I have uh, put my jersey up in the rafters and, and and retired from that lifestyle that you that you that you still lead, and I live vicariously through you. Yeah, one. I mean, one more terrible. I mean, dating story I have is I literally this very beautiful, attractive girl. You know, we're talking. Um, matter a while ago, uh, you know, we hung out a couple times. It was fine. We kind of lost track. A couple years ago, we end up reconnecting. Go out like, hey, let's let's catch up. Go, you know, grab dinner, and you know, obviously, we're going on a date in my mind. Okay, but not in her mind. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll finish the story. So, while we're eating, we order some appetizers. We go to a nice steakhouse, top of the line place. Um. You know, grab a little cocktail and, you know, so what's been up with you? Like, how you been doing? Um, She's dressed nice, you know, looking good. Like, I'm excited. This girl starts talking about her boyfriend. I'm sorry, what? She starts talking about her, her boyfriend. She she's literally has a boyfriend and, and she's like, yeah, like it's, you know, it's we've been off and on. But yeah, like he lives out of town now, but. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, she starts asking me fitness questions. She's like, yeah, my boyfriend wants to lose some weight, and you're in such good shape. Like, do you have any, like, recommendations? Like, what do you need to do? And I'm, I'm like, man, this is, like, I can't wait. Wait, what? Yes. This is a real story on God. This, this really happened on a date here. That is uncouth on her part. Yes. And wait, t- wait, tell me you split the check, though. 
I paid, I pay, I'm a sucker and I paid for the whole check and, you know, got her Uber home and, you know, did the whole gentlemanly thing. But overall, that is what happened. And that's why I say, ladies and gentlemen, be happy if you're, I know the guy that the married guys are always want to know what it's like to be single. The single guys are always like, man, I need to get married. If you're married, I think you got it better. These streets are not the same as they used to be. uh, If that's what happened to you. Have you talked to her since? Uh, there's been a couple of text messages, but no. It's, she had some uh, follow-up questions about her, her about her uh, her boyfriend's health journey. That's cold. That's cold, man. But I'm I'm about to. I mean, I'm about to hang them up. I, I'm I'm having the same amount of success the Bears have had against the Packers. You know, the last time the Bears beat the Packers was December sixteenth, two thousand eighteen, at Soldier Field. Yeah, it's eight straight wins. wins. It's eight yeah. straight wins. Aaron Rodgers twenty-five and five all time. Also, did you know that? The Bears lost to the Packers. They were tied for the most wins in NFL history until yeah, yesterday. Yeah, how does that make you feel? I don't feel good about that. It's just changing of the guard. And, well, and, and what's team. ironic about it, it ended up being a changing of the guard, but like you thought going into the game, hey, Aaron Rodgers could be done as a Packer. This could be his last trip to Soldier Field. Maybe Justin Fields, this is a passing of the torch, a changing of the guard. The baton has been handed off. And it looked like that for three quarters, right, Clay? And then what happened in the fourth quarter? He he came back and got us again one more time to stick it to us. And had the nerve to wave by. by. Mercedes Lewis, who's been in the league. How long long has Mercedes Lewis been in the league? (laughs) Mercedes Lewis was my guy back in Green Bay. I love – we won't allow any Mercedes Lewis slander. I'm not slandering him. I'm just saying how long has he been in the league? I do is old. It's been like 15, <laughs> 15, 16 years. But I mean, in, in it, NFL years, he is a dinosaur. I, I will say that he's a perfectly normal age for a an adult. But in NFL years, good for him to to hang on. But he's <laughs> waving by. Aaron Rodgers is waving by. Everyone's waving by to the Bears. It's pretty fitting because it's probably a lot of these guys last time playing them. Aaron Rodgers is waving by after being twenty five and in. in in five against this last 13 games uh, we've played, he's we've won two, or 14, we've won two, eight straight wins. He's waving by. Aaron Rodgers has owned the Chicago Bears and the city of Chicago. I hate to say it. Chicago, I own you. He really did. It's been a really, it's been a second home for him. He loves playing in Chicago against the Bears. And It's not even he said, I own you. He's like, I own you. I still own you. That's like the, the, when you put the knife in and then you twist it, the still is the twist right there. He said he still owns you. And he's like, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears like these single women own you on dates. That's what I just learned today. That's, that's what I've learned. Is that a yeah. fair analogy? It's, it's been brutal, man. And, uh, you know, New York City, the whole dating dating thing. And so you go out and you're out with your buddies. But then it's like, okay, now when you're out, it's like, why did I go out? I went out. I spent money. You know, you're over here, you're trying to meet people. And if you're single, you're like, okay, how am I supposed to meet people now? My mom's like, go to a grocery store. I'm like, mom, it's not the 1970s anymore. Yeah, people people get their groceries delivered now. Um, but yeah. I'll ask you this, and, and we can wrap up with this. Um, my question is this, Clay. The girls that you bought drinks for, did you get the numbers? Yeah, I got I got a couple of numbers, but I, I mean... Who knows? But that starts a whole process in and to itself, right? Yeah. Now it's like you got the number. So when do you text? Do you text? And I'm like, now are you guys going to keep the text conversation going? Do you try to make the plans? 
when you make the plans, like who are you going to like really follow through with them? So this whole dating market out here is is pretty tough, and it's you know it's almost it's almost as tough as being a Bears Bears fan. You know, there's hope, but you really just keep trying to find things to be excited about, and it's hard because at the end of the day, an L's an L. You know, and we're trying to find things to be excited about, like. You know, you're like, yo, did you at least get the number? And we're like, hey, you know, Justin Fields at least improved passing. You know, we lost. But, you know, Justin, you know, it's like we didn't get the win. You know, at least we got a good draft pick coming up. You know, we got a number. So, like, maybe this will turn into something. But you don't know. We could miss in the draft. So, overall, you know, I'll, I'll grade the, the Bears' performance offensively and defensively. Offensively, during the game, I'll give them, like, a C plus. I mean, they, they moved the ball at the end of the game. You can't throw the picks, though. Defensively, you know, I thought that these young defensive backs really stepped up, did a decent job. I'll give them a C minus because the you, you can't give up that many points in the fourth quarter, and you got to learn how to close out these games. Coaching wise, give you a C minus. Why are we calling conservative plays? Why, Yo, why, why are we conservative? Go for it. Just what go are we for conserving? It. Just win. Just win, baby. Just go for it. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Look, look, look. Their grade to me is just C minus across the board, except for yeah. Justin Fields. I'll give him like a, a B minus because the yeah. two picks, but he had his best game. Um, and the reason I like the game is that he ran, but he didn't run. Like that wasn't the first thing. He's like, I'm going to sit back here and pass and protect myself because my shoulder's still jacked. Yeah. You know, it's, it's better, but it, it, it's susceptible to, to further injury. Yeah. So moving forward, before we finish, um, we got to tell the truth. It's t- tell the truth Monday. Let's tell the truth, man. The Bears are bad, but we saw some good things. A lot of these players are playing themselves into roster contention for next year. I feel like that's what we got to look forward to. I think we had some good performances. Jack Sanborn had a decent day. I knew this was coming, the Jack Sanborn. Jack Sanborn, baby. Jack Sanborn, according to PFF, had 14 tackles. According to ESPN, he had 11. I'm going to go with PFF because they said he had more. Um, Said he graded well, covered well. Jack Sanborn had a good day. Cole Komet, I love the tight end, had a good day. Fields, besides the two picks, solid day. Let's tell am I going to see you and Jack Sanborn hanging out at Joy District anytime soon? That's my next question. Absolutely. And, and you know, we're talking about dating. We're throwing a little bit of these dating stories around, my single life. I hope you guys enjoy it, you know, here for your entertainment. But the best place to go in Chicago, the place I, I, I you know, I meet beautiful, attractive women that, that, that are fun is Joy District. You, you, you got the three stories of Joy. You got the rooftop when you want the cocktail. Marshall doesn't really go to the roof. He likes the second floor, which is the club, because Marshall likes to dance. I've you never been to Joy District. You have yet to take me to Joy District. <laughs> when, we get, when I get back in town, Eagles versus Bears, you know, I'm a former Eagles player. Eagles, Bears in two weeks. Me and you are going to go to Joy District on Saturday night and get up and we'll, 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 we'll watch the Bears game on Sunday. I know you got to work, cover the Bears, and We'll make sure you get there. You'll have a couple cocktails in the system. You can still function. We'll make sure you get there and you get it done, and we'll do that, and we'll, we'll have to invite all of our listeners over as well. I, I think that sounds like a plan. Um, this, has been, this has been great, Clay, as always, on Tell the Truth Monday. The truth is the Bears are just they're – not, they're not going to the playoffs. That's the truth. Uh, Justin Fields could be that dude, probably is that dude. Just need to see a little bit more. That's the truth. And um, Clay is going to continue to entertain us with um, all these stories. As the Bears, they have found their franchise quarterback. Clay needs to find his franchise woman, you know? And, yeah. and hopefully both those things uh, will correlate. And we'll keep you updated on both. We're going to keep you updated on both. <laughs> 
That is the plan here. Thanks for joining us on the bare minimum saying so long for Clay Harbor, the legend. I am Marshall Harris. We will see you later on this week. Or actually, we're taking the week, we're taking the week off, right? Because it's bye week and we come back oh, on Monday. No, we ain't taking a week off. We're back. Oh, we're coming we're back fine. Friday? Okay. We're coming back Friday talking all things NFL, all things Bears, baby. Okay. All things Bears and all things Clay and his bachelor life. I, I will see you guys later on this week along with Clay. <laughs>